Give us one hour and we'll help you change the way you think about happiness. Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen is a fresh talk radio approach promoting happiness from the inside out. Happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Each week, Lisa shines her light on well-being and global human flourishing by presenting a diverse and proactive collection of the greatest thinkers and doers who have devoted their lives to creating a better world in which to live. Lisa Cypress-Kamen is a widely recognized applied positive psychology coach, author, documentary filmmaker, and lecturer specializing in the fields of sustainable happiness, mindfulness, and integrated well-being. Let's get to it. Here's your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio, where we explore the very serious business of happiness, sustainable well-being, and human flourishing. We are not talking about that annoying yellow smiley face. No, no, no. We are talking about something much deeper and critical to the success of humanity. Authentic happiness is not selfish, egotistical, or narcissistic. In fact, it is essential in order for humankind to thrive. Sustainable happiness is important because it not only elevates our own well-being locally, but also contributes to collective global flourishing. The achievement of a happy life is not only positively good for us, it is constructively good for those around us. In short, happiness matters. Happiness comes from the heart, and this show is most definitely all about the heart. We are talking with a collection of rock star women today who are broadcasting happiness and well-being in their world. And my first guest is Michelle Gielen. She is the founder of the Institute of Applied Positive Research. She's an expert on the science of positive communications and how to use it to fuel success. She works with Fortune 500 companies and schools to raise employment engagement, productivity, and happiness at work. Michelle is also a partner at The Good Think, a positive psychology consulting firm, and she holds a Master's of Applied Positive Psychology from the University of Pennsylvania. Michelle is an executive producer of The Happiness Advantage with Sean Acor on PBS. She formerly served as the anchor of two national newscasts at CBS News, as well as a correspondent for, for the early show. Michelle graduated cum laude in computer engineering. Her research and advice have received attention from Forbes, USA Today, CNN, Fox, Huffington News, NPR, and more. And she's got a new book, and that's what we're here to talk about. Michelle, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Welcome back. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here with you. Uh, Likewise, let's talk about something that you have said. You say that we are all broadcasters. Talk about what you mean. And how did you come to really see this in us all? So I was anchoring two national newscasts at CBS News, and I basically got tired of telling negative news stories. And so I left the network. I went to study positive psychology at the University of Pennsylvania. And in particular, I was after understanding how we can tell negative news in in the media, with our families, in business, in a way that spurs positive change. It empowers people to see a path forward. Now, while I was there, I actually had an epiphany, which was that we're all broadcasters, all of us as parents, as teachers, as friends, as leaders, we are all constantly broadcasting information to other people. And the messages we choose to broadcast shape how other people view the world. And they fuel every single business and educational outcome that from a research perspective, we know how to track like stress, 
intelligence, energy, and productivity. Well said, because we know that emotion is a contagion. And like you said, we're so used to hearing negative news, negative stuff going on in the media. And your message and the message of all of the women here today that we're going to be hearing from, as well as the show, is to push out to broadcast well-being, to broadcast something that is positive, that has wonderfully happy and surprising outcomes. Talk a little bit about the benefits. Absolutely. So uh, I just completed a study with Ariana Huffington and researcher Sean Acor, and we found that exposure to just three minutes of negative news in the morning can lead to a 27% higher likelihood of reporting your day as unhappy six to eight hours later. And the reason that's so significant is that we knew there was an immediate mood shift when we watch negative news, but now we're seeing that there is actually a lasting uh, implication to our day and how we view the world. The reason is we're constantly receiving messages of how our behavior does not matter when there's one negative news story after another. And we bring that to our work, to our families. Meanwhile, if we as individuals, as leaders, as, as teachers, we can broadcast a different story, which is one that is activated, engaging, solutions-focused. So we still acknowledge the challenges we're facing, but we look at it in a more activated way. We fuel forward thinking, we fuel future progress, and we empower everyone around us to help join together to solve some of the biggest challenges we face. And when we start to solve those challenges collaboratively, we do change the world. And that is the beauty of this type of message that we're getting out. Yeah, absolutely. So I I talk about, I call it broadcasting happiness because it's broadcasting this positive, empowered, optimistic mindset. Um, And so many people are actually ripe to do it. They just maybe don't make that extra step. I I did a study with Training Magazine and across the industry, we found that 31% of people are optimistic, but they're not expressive of that mindset. So that means that if you're a really positive person, and you can express your mindset, you have a leg up over you know, everyone because you're putting out that positivity to the world and potentially reaping the benefits. And one in three people around you are, you know, they can join in in this, this battle against the negativity that we're seeing in the world. We're finding that it's not the most negative or positive person in our boardroom or in our, you know, around our office or even around the dinner table that wins the battle for for culture. It's the most expressive person. If you can be more expressive positively and get other people to do it as well, you're tipping the balance in the favor of a positive. Beautifully said. Tell us one tangible way to shift from negative to positive in our communication. I drew this from my background in journalism. I call it the power lead. And it's literally how you can go from hello to happiness in mere seconds. Um, Normally with news, you hear the old adage, if it bleeds, it leads. And we put the most sensational negative story at the top of the newscast. So what's your broadcast? We want to take the absolute opposite approach. The power lead is starting our conversations, our emails, phone calls, meetings with one positive, meaningful fact from our lives or from the world around us. So the next time someone offers, asks you, hi, how are you doing? Instead of saying fine or, you know, I used to say, oh, I'm so tired. Oh, I'm so stressed. You know, it's a very, I understand we've got a lot going on. Skip the negative and just start with something positive. I'm doing great. I had breakfast with my son this morning. He's being really cute. 
And what that does is not only does that take the lead on the conversation, but it also empowers other people to share positive things. You're setting the tone and people are socialized to match the mood. So you're getting some of the best that you can out of other people. Um, and it puts everyone's brain in a higher performance zone in literally mere seconds. I love this because it's very, very simple. This is a probably positive psychology intervention, you know, 101. You know, right. talk about what's good in life. And it, and, and it works. It inevitably changes the energy and the mood in the room or in the space or on the phone when we engage with something in a positive light. How do we deal with somebody who is repeatedly negative? You know, we, we obviously can't change another person, but how can we impact another through our communication style? Well, if you can't go on a beach vacation to retreat from them, then I encourage what I, I call a strategic retreat. Um, I just worked with an executive from Google. She is a, a, such a light, a, a breath of fresh air. She's so positive. And she was making jokes about it, but I could tell this was something serious for her. She said they're the most negative person at the office sits next to her. And every time they restructure, he keeps getting closer and closer and closer. <laughs> so she said, what do I do about this person? Um, and we mapped out some ideas as far as a strategic retreat. The, the idea is to cut the information flow from that negative person to you. So can you uh, reorient your desk so you're not in line of sight of that person? Or po pop in some noise-canceling headphones so that you're not having to hear them griping on the phone. Taking those small strategic retreats can actually give you a chance to refocus on the, the meaning, the things you're grateful for, and rebalance your mind so that you're more apt to deal with them when you actually have to. And then have your two-minute drill. How are you going to come in, get information from them, have the conversations you need in a very quick and positive way so you can set a positive trajectory. Just because someone's negative and they're in our lives doesn't mean we need to allow them to, uh, to suck our energy. It's okay to set boundaries. You just have to scientifically figure out how you're going to do it and have a game plan and then stick with it. I like what you just said, and I'm also thinking about the person who may not be sitting at the desk next to you or across from you, but may be on the other side of the country, but with whom you have to have regular dealings. And what I hear you saying is also bracketing the amount of time available may be one way to limit um, the static that will go on, that the negative communication style, hey, listen, I've only got a couple of minutes, and I really want to get to the, the good and important points with you. You know, that may be an, another strategy because we're, we're living in a virtual world. We're all communicating virtually, and yet um, the mood might not necessarily change just because somebody's on the other side of the world that we still need to be in communication with. Yes, absolutely. It's knowing what you need and what you truly, truly need from the relationship, whether it be information or it be moments of connection, and just getting that, but wrapping it with positivity. So can you compliment them? Can you, uh, can you ask a positive-based question that gets their brain into a positive territory so that then their negativity doesn't bleed into all aspects of the interaction? In your latest book, Broadcasting Happiness, you have a journalist manifesto that appears at the back of the book. We only have a minute or two left. So in that period, talk a little bit about what is contained in that manifesto. 
In short, it's a roadmap for journalists and and the rest of us, really, how we can talk about negative news in a way that inspires people and empowers them. But additionally, because media is a business, I also looked at the research behind the business of media and how we can make changes to it. In short, I found that there's a really compelling body of research that shows that if you place ads next to negative content, advertising effectiveness and likelihood to, to purchase drops, right? I'm not going to buy a Cadillac if I know in the ne- after the next commercial break an apocalypse is coming. Um, meanwhile, if you place content next to positive or ads next to positive content, you're actually improving likelihood to purchase. Because media is relying on advertisers, that's a, a business incentive to change the way that they do business. And it's also good for our health and society's forward progress. To learn more about broadcasting happiness, really how to be your best journalist for a positive emotional life, please visit Michelle Gielan's website at michellegeelan.com. The book is Broadcasting Happiness at Broadcasting.com. On Facebook, Michelle is at Michelle Gielan. And on Twitter, guess what? At Michelle Gielan. Thank you so much for sharing this new book. It's just been published. It's, it's, it's out now, correct? Yes, and thank you for broadcasting happiness on a regular basis. You're making a positive difference in this world. Thank you. Well, it's what I enjoy doing most, and I love sharing it with amazing, amazing guests such as yourself and the other lineup that we've got ahead for the day. So go out and make it a great day. We're going to go to a break and come back with more. We know that life can be tough and that happiness can and does live alongside adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Harvest more happiness by liking us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness, following Lisa on Twitter at Lisa Kamen, and tweeting us with the hashtag Harvesting Happiness. Love to read? Looking to harvest your happiness? Then look no further. Lisa Cypress Kamen is an author of three amazing books that will assist in taking your well-being and self-mastery to the next level. Are we happy yet? Eight Keys to Unlocking a Joyful Life offers breakthrough strategies for creating your own personal happiness revolution. Perspectives on addiction and integrated journey to wellness is an overview of the recovery process from a multi-stepped perspective and holistic approach of substance abuse and lifestyle management. Through her third book, Reintegration Strategies for Depression, Anxiety, Anger, Grief, and Post-Traumatic Stress, offers an own nonsense approach to dealing with post-combat civilian life reintegration issues for veterans and their families. You'll find these books online at Amazon.com and HarvestingHappiness.com. Saturday afternoons on 97.5. Joy riding the coast with a global vibe, pleasing your ears and inspiring your mind. Joy riding the coast with me, Lisa Cypress Cayman. Saturdays, 2 to 5, on 97.5. KBU and RadioMalibu.net. 
Mindful meditative moments are free and relaxing on-the-spot mini staycation journeys designed to calm the mind and soothe the body from the comfort of wherever you are. No reservations or travel required. Check out the playlists on HarvestingHappiness.com and Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio on iTunes and SoundCloud. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen, the show dedicated to promoting happiness from the inside out by thriving with passion, purpose, place, and meaning. So let's get back to the show and your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. We are talking about broadcasting happiness with women who are rocking media with a positive message. And with me now is Whitney Reynolds. She has a news background and a passion for people. And you'll see what I mean in a minute. She's combined this to create a show that is changing the world of talk TV. Whitney produces a program that is dedicated to tough topics, inspiring viewers, and provoking positive change. The Whitney Reynolds Show educates, motivates, and makes a difference one topic at a time. What started as an online talk show, the Whitney Reynolds Show gained momentum quickly and moved to NBC within its first year. In 2012, the show made strategic changes which included a move to PBS stations in Chicago and the Quad Cities. This year, the show gained a weekly night spot on Lake PBS in Chicago and also signed with the Tribune Content Agency. Whitney contributes to the weekly show on 103.5 KISS FM, 95.5 BIG, 93.9 My FM with her segment, Whitney's Women. This segment spotlights female entrepreneurs that give back. Whitney, you are awesome, and I want you to tell the rest of your story. So welcome. Thanks for joining us on the show today. Wow, it's not every day you get to hear all that. I'm kind of like, oh, my goodness, I think i got to go take a vacation. <laughs> well, and, and I didn't even read, like, you know, all the, uh, the, the academic stuff, the personal stuff, the other business stuff, your accessory, uh, affordable jewelry line, accessory mercado by Whitney Reynolds. Yeah. Your it's been a busy on. season of life, but I wouldn't change it for the world. And I am so honored to be on this show about broadcasting happiness because that is what we're all about. Indeed. And, you know, you are, you are a force to be reckoned with. I um, got to know you a little bit several months back because I was a guest on your show, and I really learned about the heartfelt work that you're doing about sending a positive message out to the world. What does broadcasting happy mean to you? You know, so for me, I feel like as a little girl, I always knew I was going to be a talk show host. But when the platform was actually, I don't want to say handed to me because it took a lot of hard work to get to where we are. But when we moved up the way we did in such a short amount of time, I knew I had to make my voice make the biggest difference it can here in Chicago because we are surrounded by media all day on Facebook, on TV, on Twitter. You know, we're, we're constantly, I mean, we're in the age of, like, just media is surrounding us. But what does it mean when you create media that has a purpose, that actually can change lives, can change thoughts, and hopefully drive people to being the best them? And that's what we wanted to create is a show that had topics that a lot of people stray away from. People, I mean, it's not always sexy to talk about diabetes, but it needs to be heard because a lot of people deal with it and a lot of people need to know d- different health things. So what we do is we create 
a show that we pick one topic, and we, we did have you on a fabulous show, and it actually is coming out November 16th in our fall series. But what we do is we pick these topics, and we have everyday people come on and tell their stories, celebrities, and experts. And with that, we, we get to really break down the topic and then leave people with hope because some of the topics are so tough that you're like, how can you – see hope at the end of this, but we always do. And one of the ones coming up in the fall that was a really tough one that we tackled was suicide prevention. But at the end of it, there was so much hope to be seen. And that's what I love about the show we do. And I agree. You know, as I have watched your work and I look at my own work and dealing with topics that are not always pretty tidy and happy, I think that's where we can affect the greatest voice is how do you infuse a positive message, a message of hope, a message of action to men and women who might be undergoing these challenges and they don't know where to turn for support. Maybe they're embarrassed to go and see a therapist or embarrassed to go and and consult an expert, but at least they get a lead in, a window with the media that you are creating or through the media that you are creating. Yeah, you know, one of the things that has caught my attention lately is um, with the Facebook um, debate last week that it came out, they might include a dislike button. And that made me think, and I kind of leaned into my thoughts on it and the show and all that kind of stuff. And really, the question you just asked me is like, the people, well, the way I live my life and the way I work my show is there would not be a dislike So the way I write things and the way even our show topics come out, they're really hard topics to talk about, but it would always be framed in such a positive light. So instead of saying, this is just an example, I was diagnosed with cancer, I have six months to live, my my story would be written of, I was diagnosed with cancer and I am going to live these six months to the fullest see as many things I can do and impact as many people. And I think it's just all about perspective because whenever a lot of times when you're covering these things, it does sound sometimes sound like doom and gloom, but there is so much hope, but you just have to frame up the show and the stories right so people can see it. And then how do people take the next step to actually go get the help they need? I think it's key. I agree with you. What about your work with Whitney's Women? Talk a little bit about that. Oh, did you say Whitney's Women? Yes, with Whitney's Women. Yeah, so Whitney's Women was um, created, I I can't believe that we're doing this now for two years. So it's a segment that plays on iHeartRadio, the weekly show. And um, what it was is, I mean, I still can't believe that. So iHeartRadio is a big, big company, and they have me come in and highlight women that are giving back, like rock star entrepreneurs that are giving back. And, like, that's what I can't get over is, you know, when I started the career, people said people don't want to hear about certain things. you got to make it, you know, all this about the gossip and all that. And it's amazing how Chicagoland has taken even Whitney's Women in where it's women entrepreneurs that are giving back in a way. And we get to shine, you know, light on some of the best women that I've ever seen in this world, I can't believe it. And then what to know there are neighbors here in Chicago is the great thing. So um, I was in Williams-Sonoma the other day, and I was doing some shopping. And I was checking out, and the guy at the cashier said, I know you. And, of course, I naturally said, oh, well, thank you for watching Monday nights at 630, the Whitney Reynolds show. He said, no, no, no. I know you because you bring on all these cool women. And it was so cool to hear that the radio segment that plays, you know, I go in 
two or three times a month to go do it. And people are noticing it and listening. And it was a man and he was listening and he was talking about um, one of the women I had on that was throwing this event. And we, it's just a great way to say like power to you girls, keep doing your thing and keep making a difference. Because I think as women entrepreneurs, it is a grind and we have to work really, really hard, but it all pays off in the end if we can do what we love and then also help others while we're doing it. Amen, sister. Right? Like, that's it. That's, that's, that's it right there. If we get to do what we love. We help one another. We help uplift one another. We send a positive message out to the world. We take subjects that are not always pretty, convenient, easy, or pleasant and put a spin on them to see the best, to create the silver lining. And I think that is what broadcasting happy is. Mm-hmm. I agree. That is, that is exactly. That's, I feel the same way. Let's talk about your favorite episodes. Like, what are some of the themes that you, and show episodes that you absolutely love and you've got, like, best Whitney moments on? You know, it, I, because I started the show at such a young age, one of my, one of my favorite things is that I kind of got to grow up in front of my viewers. So they've seen me start out as a young girl that had this mission to now actually living the mission and growing into being a woman. And as I've done that, I've had, um, you know, the change from NBC to PBS. And when I first started the PBS um, model, it was kind of a, it was a different set. It was uh, more of, you know, just let the stories tell themselves. And one thing I've been really, really happy with as we've grown and we've gotten into new markets and as we're looking for this national push, people are allowing me to be me. And with that, on the interview set, more comes out because we're able to be a more comfortable set. So I'm able to get to those questions that I need to. And so it's been really cool to watch just like, I guess the way the show has grown and watch me kind of grow into the interviewer I have become. Because if you look at seasons, I mean, it's every season's getting better and every season's getting a little stronger. And that's what I absolutely admire about my team's work with me. Because, I mean, if you think about it, my team even uh, believed in this kid too. And that kid is me. I mean, I started the show at 23 years old. So now as I'm approaching my 30th birthday next April, I see, wow, these people stuck around with me, but it's going to be well worth the journey because every season we're growing and every season we're just tackling more and more and more. The shows that have made the biggest impact are, you know, ones that I thought might have, when we taped them, they might have not had the number one celebrity. You know, I've interviewed Magic Johnson. That was a great show. But one of the shows that gets the most, you know, like whenever I'm shopping at the grocery store and someone says, I like that show on, it was one that didn't really have any celebrities. It was on Online Predators. I had a couple moms come up and say, we made my kids sit down and watch that show. And that's, that's what's amazing to me is something that I might think would have been this or that. It's really what the viewers see it. And really it's topics that need to be heard. And the Online Predators really got a lot of attention with a lot of parents and they made their their kids watch it because we live in such a new day and age. Our fall season coming up is such a powerful one. I mentioned suicide prevention, but we have the plus size movement. We, I mean, we have so many great ones that are coming up and every season there's just more and more. And that's what I can't get over is like my team, my poor supervising producer is just like, she's like, Whitney, we have shows coming out. We have shows that we're planning. We have shows that we're taping. And it really is this like, you know, constantly revolving door that's happening. But at the same time, it's like a great door that I'm like, okay, let's open this one. Let's go into this season. And every season we're growing, which I love. 
you are a growing force to be reckoned with, Ms. Whitney Reynolds. I mean, you are taking the TV, you know, airwaves by storm with providing a positive role model of women, positive role model of conscious media, which I really want to praise you for because that's where we can affect change just by doing what we love in a positive way. We are out of time. So I need to invite you to come back and rock this more with me because I want to get the message out to our listeners around the world to um, help bring awareness to your show and just what all these amazing women are doing to make a difference. To learn more, please visit WhitneyReynolds.com. On Facebook, the page is Whitney Reynolds and the Whitney Reynolds Show. And on Twitter, that handle is at Whitney Reynolds. Any, like, last-minute, like, Whitneyism to send our, our listeners off to break with? Yeah, you know, I say this often, but in my career, at first I was told, you know, you got to be this, you got to be that. And I say, be you, Tiffle. Just be you and own it, rock it, and do it well. Be the best person you can be. Right on, sister. Thanks for spending some time with me, Whitney. Thank you so much for having me on. We know that life can be tough and that happiness can and does live alongside adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Harvest more happiness by liking us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness, following Lisa on Twitter at Lisa Kamen, and tweeting us with the hashtag Harvesting Happiness. Remember what it feels like to receive a gift? We all know nothing gives happiness like a present, so you should unwrap yours at harvestinghappiness.com and sign up to receive your free ebook, Got Happiness Now, that offers simple, user friendly ways to get greater happiness in your world each and every day. That's harvestinghappiness.com. Lisa Cypress Kamen has built an impressive global lifestyle management consulting company offering applied positive psychology, mindfulness, and integrated well-being coaching. Her services, including addiction and trauma recovery support, as well as life crisis triage, are available worldwide through phone, video, and on-site. In addition, Lisa delivers workshops, lectures, and trainings to corporations and institutions and is a frequent guest expert on many prominent radio and TV shows. Connect with us at Harvesting Happiness for more information. Harvesting Happiness for Heroes is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation offering innovative and integrated stigma-free combat recovery services to veterans and their loved ones with programming that focuses on the transformation of post-traumatic stress into post-traumatic growth using scientifically proven positive psychology coaching tools and strategies that increase self-mastery, self-awareness, and self-esteem to help heal the invisible wounds of war. To make a tax-free charitable contribution or to learn more, please visit visit hh4heroes.org. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen, the show dedicated to promoting happiness from the inside out by thriving with passion, purpose, place, and meaning. So let's get back to the show and your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio, where today we are broadcasting happy with a collection of amazingly talented and awesome women who are talking about conscious media. And with me now is Mika K. 
Kim. She is the co-founder of Impact V Conference, a social innovation virtual conference focused on progress for gender equality. She's also founder and board chair of Happy City and chief happiness officer at Place of the Future, a certified B Corp organizational consultancy with the mission to transform business through impact-driven work. Mika serves on the executive board for the United Nations Associations, USA Los Angeles, and Social Enterprise Alliance Los Angeles. Just recently, Mika's work with implementing the Well-Being Index for communities in the city of Los Angeles received recognition from the United States Department of Housing and Urban Development for consideration of adoption for President Obama's Promise Zones Initiative. Mika holds degrees from University of California, Irvine, and University of Southern California, as well as a diploma for social innovation from the United Nations University Center for Executive Education. Welcome, Mika. Wow. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks for having me today. Oh, it's a pleasure. You are a powerhouse Firstly, let's talk about Happy City, because this is a cause and a city that is both near and dear to my heart. Sure. So Happy City um, was really inspired based on the 2012 United Nations high-level meeting uh, that was focused around happiness and well-being. So that really was the starting point, and a lot of that was generated from the country of Bhutan. So that was kind of its genesis, and so it was founded early in, in, in 2013. Fabulous. And what about the relaunch of the Happiness and Wellbeing Index Assessment that you are spearheading beginning in January 2016? Sure. So we actually had piloted um, something similar to this in 2014 for the city of Los Angeles, um, essentially based off of the Gross National Happiness Index, which is um, in a category of 10 various domains um, across 60-plus indicators. And for the entire year, starting in January 2014 till the end of December, um, essentially um, having the index be available to all Angelinos out there. And uh, we were able to compile that data and really do an assessment on our current state of well-being for the city of Los Angeles. And the plan here is that it is conducted biennially and based on the success that we had in achieving a 90% confidence level with our assessment in 2014. We are relaunching that once again in 2016, um, but this time we'll do it in multiple cities across the U.S. And this uh, well-being index can be accessed through your website? That's correct. And um, give us that domain name. Yeah, so it's happycity.us. And again, it's launching in January 2016, so you'll see it there at that time. And you've got uh, an interesting initiative going on there as well. You have open nominations for the 2015 Happy Places to Work For list that recognizes companies and organizations that invest in people through employee strategies that best attract, retain, and develop talent. Talk a little bit about that. Sure. So, you know, our vision at Happy City is really about 
finding ways and strategies um, of how, you know, how to live happy, but really catering it to the three sectors. And that's the live, work and play, or if you want to call it residences, property, business owners, stakeholders um, in cities across the U.S. So in kind of focusing on the work sector, this is one of the programs that have come out of Happy City, which is recognizing companies and organizations that are making a greater impact in their city. So with that said, we have current nominations open. Specifically, um, we have one in Los Angeles, and this one is um, designed to be sort of an awards recognition luncheon, which will take place on December 8th, uh, where we are inviting companies, nominated companies um, that uh, should be recognized for this award, and that's happening at the California Endowment Center. But in addition to that, we have um, companies, organizations that were opening uh, outside of Los Angeles to enter into this list. And again, it really is about recognizing companies on this list specifically of those that are doing, um, you know, extraordinary work in terms of uh, worker benefits, um, leadership, uh, governance structure, um, companies that really foster an environment that uh, makes the workers happy or in terms of increasing their well-being. Well, Mika Kim, you are a magnificent media mogul, and I want you to share with us more of what you are working on, which is the Impact V Conference. Sure. So Impact V Conference is a social innovation virtual conference. No travel required. Um, the only access needed is high-speed internet. And essentially our uh, focus this year is, a, is on gender equality transforming future economies. And the way that this took place is essentially taking all of the focus uh, that the United Nations has. And this year, it turns out we're going to be focusing on gender equality and uh, speaking to how it impacts the economy. And let's talk a little bit about uh, support for the change.org petition um, to Uber that asked to offer gender selection of drivers to extend safety measures for women. I think this is fascinating and needed. <laughs> yeah, so we, you know, this was one of the ways that we wanted to engage attendees, speakers, our partners to really have a common voice. And one of the things we're trying to do in making an impact, because that really is what the conference is about, is have a collective voice on what we want changed. And it just so happens the topic of Uber drivers, um, specifically uh, with the passengers being women, the the number, the the just um, the high number of uh, whether it's sexual assaults or rape that has been reported to date. And so from that came this change.org petition, which is an online petitioning platform where we're seeking for support so that um, we can not only have more stringent um, processes in how drivers are screened, but also asking the Uber CEO and also the folks at Uber to add sort of a, an option within their app where um, it, it doesn't have to be so direct, but maybe it's through a photo, but where the um, passengers can select gender uh, just to extend safety measures for women. Smart and, and necessary. Let's, let me ask you a question about what it means to broadcast happy for you? 
You know, I, I would um, say that happiness, first of all, is something that we're trying to create, and I like to say co-create a culture of it. So really with that said, it really is about talking about it and having it be part of a daily dialogue. Um, and, you know, as all of us know, it's contagious. And so not only is negativity contagious, but positivity can also be contagious. And so it is about just speaking about it, making it a norm for our daily conversations. And I think that really is about the broadcasting of happiness. I agree. And let's talk about women specifically in the media because our roles are shifting. And I think one of the benefits of women's voices becoming more powerful and recognized in the media is that we can talk about the softer sides of life, the the emotional domains, the connectedness that really creates happiness, well-being, and a sense of connectedness between one another. What's your take on it? You know, um, again, it's not to stereotype, but I, I would say that the strength that many women I've encountered in it, and whether have recruited into my team or uh, women that I work with, um, just are outstanding communicators. <laughs> and and I, I like to use that as the strength in um, how we communicate about our common goal, which is about co-creating this culture of happiness and well-being in our society. Um, really using communication as a tool to do it, where really it becomes a win-win dialogue. It's not about, you know, um, outcasting one group in a negative light, but it is, try, you know, trying to find the positive in all and using that as the common goal of how we communicate. And um, working with some of the, I would say, women uh, out there that have really been able to find that unity of what, what that synergy is, I think has been the strength of being able to work with some of the women I've been working with. And what I hear you really speaking to is the inclusivity yeah. of, of women in media. And I think that is spectacular, yeah. truly. Um how do you broadcast your pos- positive and lasting changes, both what you do professionally and in your daily lives? I mean, what little steps do you take when you go out in the world to broadcast happiness each day? I, I'm sorry, do you mean broadcasting as in tools of how it's broadcasted or you just mean daily activities? Daily activities, ways of being in the world, how you show up as um, an antenna. Because this is your role in in the world is you're getting a message out. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a it's it's a lot on one's shoulders, right? You would know this, but when you are advocating for happiness and well being, people automatically think you are this person who is must always be happy, and I don't think that necessarily is the case. Um, but essentially, being you know a, a person that is um, you know knowledgeable about sort of, you know, not only the current um, state of where we are from a policy level to sort of the grassroots level around this topic, but, you know, also understanding the trends, whether it's from past to future, but, you know, always sort of being knowledgeable of what's happening is is really the way to engage other people about the work that you're doing. So not necessarily about, you know, feeling as though I must always be, you know, this cheerful person, because that certainly isn't the case. I would say my genetic set point is probably higher than most people. However, you know, um, that, that's certainly not the approach that I take. Got it. Um, we are almost out of time, and I wanted to give our listeners um, a heads up because you have a gift for us. Using the promo code Harvesting Happiness 20 
uh, a special code has been created for the Impact V conference um, that will give our listeners a 20% discount on registration uh, for the conference. So once again, the site to go to for registration, if you're interested in the Impact V conference, is www.impactv.org. Sorry, let me start over again. That's www.impactvconference.co. And to learn more about Happy City, once again, go to www.happycity.us. And on Facebook, those pages are Impact V Conference and happycity.us. And on Twitter, it's Mika Yagi Kim and Happy City US, as well as Impact V Conference. Mika, thank you for joining us. Thank you for sharing your incredible work, your incredible voice, and your incredible positively enthusiastic energy with our listeners. It was a pleasure being with you. Thank you, Lisa. We know that life can be tough and that happiness can and does live alongside adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Harvest more happiness by liking us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness, following Lisa on Twitter at Lisa Kamen, and tweeting us with the hashtag Harvesting Happiness. Lisa Cypress-Kamen author of Got Happiness Now, is also a prestigious TEDx presenter. Her talks, The Mysteries of Fear and the Inversion Theory of Joy, can be found online at TED.com and on the Harvesting Happiness YouTube channel. Be a part of the grateful good. Grateful Nation brings together patients, families, friends, and staff of Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center to support the quality care and groundbreaking research at the Medical Center. Through new and traditional media, members of Grateful Nation share experiences, thank our caregivers and researchers, participate in sweepstakes, and gather to sponsor and host events and much more. Being grateful inspires others to be grateful as well. Isn't it time we jumpstart some perpetual gratitude? Visit Grateful Nation online to find out more at www.gratefulnation.org. Have a grateful day. Check out the critically acclaimed documentary film, H-Factor, Where is Your Heart? An insightful visual journey from Lisa Cypress-Kamen, showing that every person possesses the means to be happy. Follow Lisa and her nine-year-old daughter, Kayla, as they travel the world on the hunt for the universal keys to human happiness. Their question? What makes you happy? Discover the origins of human happiness, where to find it, create it, and keep it. Find it in our shop at HarvestingHappiness.com. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen, the show dedicated to promoting happiness from the inside out by thriving with passion, purpose, place, and meaning. So let's get back to the show and your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. We are talking about broadcasting happy, and what we mean by that is we each have voices, and today... We are talking with a group of dynamic, powerful women who are using their voices consciously to broadcast a message of 
connection, of collaboration, of hope, and of helping one another, specifically women helping women. But in general, we know that in order to create more happiness, we have to help one another. And with me now is Claudia Chan. She is the CEO and founder of the She Global Media, Inc., the multi-platform women's empowerment company behind the renowned global women's conference she summit which by the way is going on right now in new york city october 6th and 7th claudia believes that women can change the world she summit has become a globally celebrated women's leadership and lifestyle event convening hundreds of today's change makers and participation from women and men in over 100 countries her website claudiachan.com is called the aspirational facebook for women by Forbes. In 2015, she became the global spokesperson for Gillette Venus. Claudia has also been widely quoted and featured in top media outlets and is currently a contributor to entrepreneur.com. She is referred to as the Richard Branson of women's entertainment by Fast Company, she who must be obeyed by Newsweek and the Daily Beast, and a success story by Fox Business. Welcome, Claudia. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It is a pleasure because you are a tour de force as far as I'm concerned with women helping women, empowering others, and this conference that you are leading in New York City that's going on as we speak. So we appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to talk with us about Broadcasting Happy. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. In your mind, what do women struggle with most and why is it important that we care and participate in women's empowerment? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's a big question, but the, the, often we hear about the, the glass ceiling and about uh, inequality, right, in the workforce and leadership um, in the external world. But I actually believe that that for women, there's also an internal glass ceiling and and a barrier internally in their minds often that we have to shatter first before trying to shatter things externally. And so um, I believe that women, are, we're really hard on ourselves, and there's this pressure to be perfect. Uh, there's, we tie productivity to our self-worth. Uh, we are, you know, we're, we're very self-critical, and, and, and at the same time, you know, we're so tremendously powerful um, and amazing, and so and so the thing is, I, I believe that our biggest struggle is really managing our self-talk and making sure that we're transforming it to be positive and to serve our goals and interests, so that, so that the incredible aspects of ourselves can really come to life. I agree with you. The internal glass ceiling is one that so many of us wrangle with. You know, the the the, the chatter, the jury that sits in our head that tells us who are we who are we to go out and be fabulous, you know, to dare greatly, to live outside the box and, and, and push the envelope of our dreams to create something that is spectacular. We we possess the dreams and yet we hold ourselves back from achieving them. Absolutely. One of my favorite mantras is that is that we become what we believe, and so our greatest power is actually our power to believe. And so we are what we think. We, we, you know, we give power to what we constantly think about. And so it's really important for women to be conscious of our, of our patterns and to really start shifting mental patterns and thoughts in the right positive direction so that we can actually achieve what we set out for. 
What are some steps that you can give for our listeners that they can take easy, easy, simple steps where they can begin to actualize and unleash this potential that we all possess? You know, I, I live my life based on a set of values or principles. Um, you can also call them mantras or whatever term works for you. For some people, it's prayer, it's meditation. And so, you know, I think regardless, I think all of us should, it's critical for us to write down a list of, 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 these, of these mantras and, and beliefs so that we can then practice and think about them every single day. And then, and then as we get up every morning and tackle the day and, you know, getting our kids to school or, you know, getting to that meeting on time or building our businesses or whatever it is that we want to create for ourselves, that we set the tone of our days mentally to the, off on a good start and that we are really constantly channeling that tool set that you've created for yourself. So that, that's probably that's something that I do and that I recommend for all women. I think you touched upon something that's very important, that no matter what our choice is, whether it is to run a company, be a student, be a mother, stay at home, work, create an empire, whatever those choices are, that we make them consciously and that we feel good about what those choices are. That is empowerment itself. Absolutely. And, and really staying authentic to who you are. You know, there's such a, pre- a pressure to do what other people are doing and to compare ourselves to others and think that we're behind. And when I achieve this or when I have that, I can finally do X. You know? and, I, and I think that we just really need to let go of a lot of those expectations and really just honor our truest selves and, and, and our imperfections. Right? I, I heard you mention Daring Greatly earlier, so we're obviously both big fans of Brene Brown and her work. Um, and, and we need to be vulnerable and we need to just be true to and authentic to ourselves and know that that's perfection, that that imperfection is perfection, um, so that we can go out and really be ourselves because that's, it's, it's, it's in being truly who we are, where we can really, we, we can break, break barriers. And when we're being who we truly are, we don't make excuses for the things we do, the things we say, how we show up in the world, because we are standing firm. You know, we're, we're, we're grounded, we're rooted, we're comfortable in our own skin. And I, this, too, is a challenge for many women, you know, to find their way home to themselves. Yeah, it's a constant practice. Yes. Ah, and maybe that is the tip of the day, that, that it is the practice, that we continue to step forward and do what we do, and then maybe we, we slip, and then we go back to the practice that we're good when we're good, and then when we're not, then we get back on it. Yeah, and, and if you take yoga, for example, you know, it, or any kind of exercise, right? You know, you're exercising your muscles, but then once you sort of fall off of it for a few weeks or a few months and you go back to it, you know, we have to constantly pra- practice it in order to continue to thrive, right? It, it never ends. The practice never ends. And, and when we do slip off, it's those obstacles that, that really do create our greatest opportunities, I believe, too. That's another major lesson and, and piece of advice that I would give is, you know, really when, when, when hardships happen and those struggles and trials are taking place, to really st- step back and think, okay, this is happening to me and teaching me something. This is, this is, an opportunity. What opportunity, you know, is this potentially showing me? And so if things were all easy all the time, we wouldn't really learn very much, right? So I I look at obstacles like obstacle courses and really blessings at the end of the day. Agreed. And and the growth really occurs from or when we embrace the challenge. 
Absolutely. You know, if, if it's easy, we don't necessarily savor and appreciate what we've done. It's so true. And, and you know, and the most successful people, the greatest leaders in the world, put themselves in uncomfortable positions all the time, and which require courage, which requires discomfort again, and, and it, it includes struggles. It, it, it's 10 to 1 yes, or 100 no's to 1 yes, right? So rejection, all of it's a part of it. So we just need to, we need to be genuine in who we are and what we want, believe that it's possible, and go out there knowing that we're going to get hit and smacked and beaten up. And, but then it's that stuff that really builds us. It builds our character. It builds our integrity. It, it, it trains us as leaders and, 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 and exercises those leadership muscles. And then, and then it's a practice. And then it's waking up every morning and having that positive talk again and, getting, and, and shifting your mental state back to quieting the things that are against us and, and, and giving more voice to what's supporting us. So it's a constant, constant cycle. And the practice I'm feeling it right is now because I have a massive, massive um, event coming up this week, <laughs> and these are some of the things I've been practicing. You know, to, like next week, my my uh, my company creates this one massive global conference, as you mentioned in my introduction, She Summit, and it's just a huge undertaking, and it requires relentless mental discipline and training and a practice of self-love and letting go and at the same time ferocious intentionality as to what I want to achieve. I love that ferocious intentionality. Talk a little bit about the conference because it is a huge event and I'm hoping you, we have about a minute or so left. Maybe you can talk to our listeners about what goes on at, at one of the conferences typically and what is the aftermath, the byproduct of it that maybe sure. our listeners can benefit from. Yeah, and ultimately there are so many incredible events and conferences out there. Uh, what I found was missing was uh, was one type of of event where women can go and get advice and stories and mentorship across all aspects of their holistic lives. So, uh, so basically, She Summit is designed to be the world's most accessible holistic women's empowerment event. We have thirty topics. That's panels and talks over the two days, so it's like 12 to 15 sessions a day, um, and, and they feature over 80 speakers. So we have Deepak Chopra, spiritual leader. We have Sally Krawcheck, who, who was the most powerful woman on Wall Street and now runs a global women's network, Gina Rosero, who's leading a movement in transgender community. Uh, we have um, the NFL's first football coach ever, um, Jen Welter, to um, Nigel Barker, photography, to photographer and, and celebrity. So it's really all kinds of role models that are coming together to talk and to give advice uh, over all these different topics. So confidence, leadership, entrepreneurship, motherhood. Uh, so it's giving women and men who support women, uh, to, uh, giving them advice and stories for their everyday life, but also building their consciousness of what it means to be a woman today and how we need to help other women and, and get behind women's issues. So it's also a huge education on what are women's issues that are out there that we can all dive in to support. Beautiful. And the place to go to learn more is ClaudiaChan.com and SheSummit.com. On Facebook, the page is Claudia Chan Media and on Twitter, at Claudia Chan. We have run out of time. And thank you, Claudia. And I wanted to also congratulate you on the birth of your sweet baby son who just arrived a few months ago. Thank you so much. Motherhood is incredible. It, and, I, and I know now it's the most extraordinary thing that a woman, woman can actually achieve. So, <laughs> at least in my book right now. So thank you. 
Um, oh, you're very welcome. And thanks for being with us. Here are a few thoughts before we part. Happiness is not a destination. It cannot be bought, sold, or traded. Happiness will never invite you to the party. Happiness simply comes down to a choice to show up each and every day in the world with passion, purpose, place, and meaning. Thanks for joining us on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. This is Lisa Cypress-Kamen and my amazing guests today, Claudia Chan, Mika Kim, Whitney Reynolds, and Michelle Geeland, wishing you kind thoughts, kinder words, and the kindest of actions. Until next time, remember, happiness is an inside job. Happiness is your inside job. And thanks to our producers who make us shine each and every week. We appreciate you. Go out and make it a good one. Thanks for joining us on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio with Lisa Cypress Kamen. Join us each and every Wednesday for a brand new broadcast and continue to harvest your own happiness anytime from the comfort of wherever you are with hundreds of free downloadable podcasts from our libraries on iTunes and SoundCloud. To learn more about Lisa's global practice as an applied positive psychology coach specializing in lifestyle management as well as addiction and trauma recovery services, please visit HarvestingHappiness.com. Spread more joy by liking us on Facebook Facebook at Harvesting Happiness, following Lisa on Twitter at Lisa Kamen, and tweeting us with the hashtag Harvesting Happiness.